I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart, and this is my food podcast. Say hello, Chris Chang. Hello, Chris Chang. We have zero guests today. Can of Pringles. <laughs> because who has the time? Uh, still, can of Pringles. still recovering from uh, New Year's Eve, getting our lives back together. But that's okay. We're still going to bring you a pod. You, uh, you just came over with... A can of salt and vinegar Pringles? Yes. Why did you do that? Guilty. <laughs> uh, really hungry. Went to a gas station to get us uh, an unnamed brand that starts with an S. Starbucks coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw Pringles in the snack aisle, and it's been probably 10 years since I've had a Pringle last. You know, I like... I like Pringles are delicious, but they really... They really are not... They really taste more fake than any other chip. Absolutely. They taste like like hydrogenated oil straight up. Yeah, like every chip is processed, like, you know, especially very processed for, you know, like a plain old potato chip. But the Pringles really seems like just some machine. No, I guess since they're all the exact same shape is why. I don't know. They seem very, like... Like almost grated or ground up potato that's been put in yeah. molds. Injected. But delicious regardless. Yeah, I mean, all the top chefs in the world are doing weird things with like glutamates and whatever mm-hmm. chemicals. Xanthan gums. Yeah. You also brought a nice mason jar full Don't of embarrass me. full of lentil soup. <laughs> What's up with the, did you make this lentil soup? I made this lentil soup. I've never made lentil soup. I've made lentil soup twice in the past month. Mm. Two months. I just took a slug out of, off the... Um, Did you shake it? It looks like all the sediments on the bottom. Let me tell you what, Chang. Tell, tell me. This lentil soup is delicious. Thank you. What is there? Is there pork in it? Yeah, there's pork in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is not a vegetarian lentil soup. No. This is really good. Thank you. Where'd you get the recipe from? Um, it's like a pretty basic soup recipe. I've been really into soups the past few months. Uh, and my basic, like, regardless of what I end up mm. putting in later, is I'll start off with mm. some sort of fatty pork that I can render off. Mm. And then, you know, Holy Trinity. Or no, Mirapois. Holy Trinity is Louisiana. Mirapois, for listeners at home, is onion, celery, carrots. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Trinity, which is very regional to Louisiana, is onions, peppers, and celery. I believe. I think that's correct. Yeah. So I'll do that. I'll uh, you know salt the veg mixture to release a bunch of water and scrape off the porky goodness on the bottom. What kind of pork did you use? Uh, this I used pancetta actually. Mm. Um, and then I'll. I'm I'm very heavy on uh, for making soups like for cooking everything before I add any liquids. So even the lentils, like dried lentils, I'll give them a stir in the fat with everything else for like a minute or two, and then I'll add stock. So the un so the uncooked hard lentils, you'll saute those around like you would with rice or something. With anything, yeah. And uh, I like you know, short of like toast them up a little bit, adding maybe. noodles at the end for like a chicken noodle soup or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that with all the ingredients. Even like uh, with delicious. a minestrone, I'll do it with cabbage. And I showed uh, Jason and our friends in a group text. We have a photo of that. <laughs> and our friend Jane called it a slaw. <laughs> so I yelled well, at her. Sp- speaking of cabbage and soups, I just had Japanese nabe soup last night have you had that before i have but not homemade it was homemade and it was a very pleasurable experience i loved it man it was it was like twisties.com <laughs> but uh I've, I've never really enjoyed um like eating the shabu shabu very much 
It's always been kind of boring. It's usually just hot water and garbage in there. Yeah, it's just boiled plain beef in water. But, I, I mean, I'm sure there's very good shabu shabu out there. I just haven't had it. But, like, this one, the dipping sauce, it's all about the dipping sauce. There's two of them. Let's hear about them. Well, first... Cowboy. First, you get a, you get a hot pot that's, like, always on a burner. And then you put... Just fill it up with water. Grated daikon... Like a whole bunch of grated daikon, like enough to fill the whole thing up, and then some dashi, and then let that kind of cook and get delicious. And then you just add in vegetables and meat, and it cooks in like a minute. And then you pull out whatever chunks of vegetables or meat you want, and you dip it into the two sauces. There's like a spicy, kind of spicy gochujang kind of sauce. Gochujang. <laughs> Gochujang. Uh, and then there's like a sesame. Which, for listeners at home, is a sweet and spicy Korean pepper paste. Sweet and spicy Korean pepper paste, yes. Um, just like me. Just, just like you. And then there's also like kind of a cooling sesame, kind of like when you get like a sesame salad dressing at a Japanese place. <laughs> Like ginger, garlic, soy, sesame seeds, sesame oil? No, no, no. It's more like tahini. Like the sesame seeds have been ground down into a paste and it's kind of like a thick, creamy... Tahuni? Tahuni sauce. And then you do a dip into both and eat it. And then it la- the whole process lasts for like two hours. So then. So what's the difference between nabe and shabu shabu? Uh, I don't really know yet. But... I, I think instead of just dipping in the water, boiling it, and then eating it, you're like taking this pot that's filled with this daikon and, and flavored broth. You put all the stuff in, and then you put the lid on the pot for like a minute, and then it cooks, and then you take it off, and then you can go in. But it was like pork and beef slices, bunch of Napa cabbage, enoki mushrooms, fish cakes, uh, mochi cakes, Tofu, cakes, green green onions, like all the stuff. But then, as time goes on, all those vegetables and the meat are flavoring the the broth. Well, right, same with shabu shabu, though. No, or maybe yeah. I've never had shabu no, no, shabu. No, no, I've that's always true. had nabi. That's true. But at, but then it kind of reduces down more and more, and and then at the very end, you'll take some white rice, put that in. This is kind of where it takes a Korean barbecue spin. Where at the end, after it's all cooked off, you use like all the flavorings and you dump in rice and then you take like half a dozen beaten eggs and then you drizzle the eggs into the soup and then cover it up and it's kind of like this eggy porridge with rice. Awesome. It's so good. And if you if you have never tried it before, listeners, I would definitely suggest it. It's, I wonder if there's any... Uh Sort of recipe that calls for some sort of bone that you leave in the stock. That sounds great. I mean, I'm sure there's a there's a a a wealth of a variation that you can use on this on this. (laughs) You just sneak a little Pringle bite right there. No. Uh, Is your is your move? You just say like a very cool line. Eat a Pringle, and then you eat a Pringle as your self (laughs) self satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still got it. Um. So you were at Starbucks earlier. I was not. I was at a gas station buying a packaged Starbucks beverage. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah. Uh, For listeners at home, if you think you've hit bottom, you haven't hit bottom. <laughs> Trust me. Um, Starbucks just announced that they're selling flat white coffee. A fleet what? Flat white, which is a, if you've been to Australia, is kind of the only thing that people drink there almost. It's it's like... That and beer. <laughs> that and beer. But in terms of coffee, you either just get coffee or you get a flat white. There's no... You're a dum-dum if you get a latte. A latte? A latte. And, a flat, and Starbucks started selling this, which is, I guess, revolutionary, sort of, but not really. No. But it's... Uh, I feel like it must be a dumbed-down version. I But, you know, but speaking of dum-dum, I had... I really didn't even know what a flat white exactly was until I read about this today. Like I've had it before. I just I've just ordered it because that's just what you do and it tastes like a cappuccino, but it's basically a cappuccino but you use the the two halves 
of two shot the first half of two espresso pulls as the coffee so the second half which is different and maybe not as desirable or i don't know i don't know if that's just thrown away or if they feed it to the dishwashers or something <laughs> or if there's some type of recycling program for it i don't know much like the uh recycling of the truffle oil that we talked about a couple pods ago how much is a flat white I think it's the same price as like a cappuccino. Well, I figure, you know, any drink you get in most coffee shops that's an espresso based drink, at least in LA, is two shots. Yep. So you're not it's not gonna cost them any more to, to get a pull. Well, let's let's give it a shot. Hey next pod we'll, them jeans with a pun. We'll go to uh <laughs> we'll go to Starbucks and, and try it out and see if we could taste the difference. I don't think I will well, be. I've never had an us Aussie flight what? So it's hard for me to say. <laughs> um, C word. <laughs> C word. This is a family program. Good. You're making strides. Um, Ooh, genitals. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the biggest food news that which came out today for Californians. For Californians. Californians. Is, Californians is the foie gras. Foie, foie gras. <laughs> has been uh, overturned and it is now not illegal to serve it anymore. Yay. <laughs> Here's the thing, even with the ban, your boy Jeans and I <laughs> were getting that backyard gras from a French guy we knew. <laughs> backyard gras? Yeah, he was he was making his own foie gras, which was probably honestly better than a lot of the gras we've had outside of there. That's true. I mean, Honestly, being in, I mean, it is weird because everywhere else foie gras is just kind of like old news at this point. And in California, it's just this forbidden fruit. It really is a supply and demand thing that people are going so ape shit over foie gras. And I don't even know how many people can really taste the difference between that and just regular liver, duck liver, you know, or like whatever. I mean, usually you're not eating just a slice of it it's kind of like mixed into something else or it's made into a pate or like a mousse or or something like that so you're not just eating it straight away but we yeah we were we had the the pleasure of my uh, my brother's neighbor is this french chef fellow that whose name i don't remember unfortunately i'm sorry i feel like it was david it is david and he he uh yeah he would make this I have a great memory and I'm very funny. Um, what? Well, do you remember? Because we would we would go to my brother's house and we'd be having a cookout and we'd be like barbecuing, getting drunk, you know, living living life. And then the the French French David would peek his head over the fence hey! and be like, "What are you? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you boys up to? You know, he's got a wife and kids. You know, kid. No, he has. He has a couple kids. I think. Really? Yeah. That was French. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what that means. So. <laughs> they like six. Um, and he would just come over and be like, I see you guys are, you know, making hamburger, cheeseburger. Oh, chicken. Or, you know, and he's uh, like. Pou, pou, what is it? Pula? Pula. And he, yeah, he would, and he would just come over and just really show us up. And he would just pull out a couple Ziploc bags from his freezer Homemade just like, foie. Oh, here's just like a hundred dollars worth of foie gras that I have sitting around. Tiki, go uh, go nuts on it, and yeah, it would just be. It looked like little logs that he would. Yeah, it looked he, like a like a a pork loin that you had cooked and then put in the fridge. Yeah, it looked like a pork. Days. It was like the size of a pork tenderloin wrapped up in a Ziploc bag, and he would take the foie, and then I think he would like flatten it out kind of like a pastry dough or something like that and then he would fill it with some things and then roll it up and then stick it in the freezer so kind of like a compound butter almost which it would it would yeah, harden dead animals it would, <laughs> it would it would harden back up in the ice box and then you can just kind of slice off medallions of it to use at, at your own uh, at your own will and he would i remember one he made a mousse a black truffle mousse with like cognac, like a pretty, pretty strong, cognac. 
pretty strong yak flavor. But that's that's very common to do. The most French thing I've ever heard. I know. Well, I mean, but when you're making um, when you're making like a, a pate or a or a mousse that has liver in it, um, it's very common to put cognac or brandy in it because that sharpness of the alcohol takes away from the kind of richness. The unde- more so like the gamey, un- undesirable flavor of liver because sometimes liver kind of has that. Kind of iron, mealy, gamey thing that can be a little overwhelming after a while, and the and the cognac kind of cuts it a little bit. But it was just it was just like mousse, and then like black truffle, like you would see in mint and chip ice cream, just flecked all through it, cognac, and then just wrapped in foie gras. And it, I don't even know why he gave it to us because it was just like a bunch of dumbasses, and we didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? You, you eat it. <laughs> I know you eat it, but we were just we're like, what do you... We're, just put it on toast. Yeah, like we, on, that's what we did. Yeah, we cut up a baguette. But it was... I feel like it was, you know, it was a way... You know, it's like playing... It's wasted on us. It's wasted on us. It's yeah. like playing uh, a Mozart symphony at the gathering of the Juggalos. You know, nobody's... <laughs> Nobody's ears know how to process it. Playing ICP in the Disney concert hall. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're and we were. Mozart was a drunk. We were already drunk and just eating it like this is food that's good. We you know we just didn't even know. But now that it's here, are you going to? Are you? Are you going to go nuts? No, I'm. Do you have any plans on exploring? Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, listeners at home, I'm poor. I can't eat full on the reg. I don't know how. I don't even remember. We had a truffle that our friend graciously gave to us. And you know, your Jason made these wonderful dishes that would showcase the truffle. And you know what I did because I'm poor? <laughs> I said, "Let's go to the Del Taco down the street and get chicken softies and shave this truffle over those." Because I'm poor. But listeners, you know. But the uh, the ingre- the ingredients that I bought to make that truffle meal was probably less than your. I spent like forty dollars at Chel Taco that day, and we <laughs> ate like maybe seven dollars. Yes, yes, we did. But you know, we learned a valuable lesson. Yeah, forty dollar lesson. Just only stick with the chicken soft tacos when you're going to plan a Del Taco truffle meal. <sighs> <laughs> um, what do you think? Do you think there's anyone who's uh, to go back to that foie and liquor combo? Do you think there's anyone who's like ever fed geese alcohol? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure. You mean no, to 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 have that flavor? To have in that there? flavor infused in the liver already, and you know, you get scar tissue, you get fat from drinking. So that's uh, yeah. I don't Similar know. Similar like Kobe beef. Like I've heard Kobe cows are fed beer and then massaged. So yeah, they, they give them beer and massage. Um, yeah, I don't really know how much hard alcohol a duck could take down, <laughs> and if it's if it would be enough. <laughs> Black. Cut me off, <laughs> says the duck. But I, I don't, I don't know if that flavor. I don't think you would be able to taste a difference. I mean, I feel like you could take an alcoholic human, you know, and cut open their liver. Cut up, cut like open. A fat guy who drinks a lot of rum. I, I mean, that's a. I mean, I feel like you could the taste liver. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you wouldn't really taste it in the meat per per se, like. Kobe, but I've never really seen Kobe liver before. You know what I mean? Same Z's. So maybe the if you eat the Kobe liver, it tastes like a uh, Sapporo. <laughs> Come on, Jason. Come on, that's pretty it's good. It's 2015 now. Do you think they don't feed them Sapporo? What if no. they just give them Coors Light in the can? They my Japanese people are obsessed with Americana. And they're like, I mean, they're cows. They don't know the difference. <laughs> they'll drink swell yeah yeah uh i, that's I don't a, know why that's why a japanese person sounds like in my head <laughs> I, drink swell. I think this is a good experiment i mean you have the duck there it's already it already has its feeding tube lodged down its throat for just stuffing it full of food to fatten it up and ruin their liver you might as well throw a little uh Little cognac down there. Why not? See what happens. Let it enjoy its like last. Yeah, and, and it might be it might life. be you know sedating it and putting it out of its misery and and you know yeah, it might be even more humane. And they say a happy animal tastes better than one that's been harmed, like uh, like with kosher 
kosher killing or the uh, the Japanese art of the way they kill fish for sushi. I forgot what it's called, but like oh, it's a long word. I forgot it. Yeah, it's like a special way that they kill the kill the brain, like the part of the brain that registers pain and like sends out, I think, certain amino acids. Mm-hmm. And they shove a metal rod up it and just rip the spine out in one go. Yeah. Japanese people are so metal. <laughs> and then they bleed it out in a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. So the the flesh isn't colored by the blood. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Could you imagine someone just stabbing you in the head and then shoving a metal rod up your butt and then pulling <laughs> your spine out? It's a very Mortal Kombat fatality move. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Sub- Sub-Zero wins. Yeah. And and the, they they kind of do the same thing with kosher killing of animals where they don't you don't take the animal into the kill room on its uh, against its will you have to let it go in there on its own and that that's practiced in other forms of killing as well with livestock you have to you have the coax it in there or does it just wander in you yeah i think either or you have to just sit there and wait for it to wander in there and then as soon as it's in there you kill it as soon as you can so it doesn't have time to you know be distressed why does it smell like my mother in here oh god why is there blood everywhere <laughs> oh no mhm <laughs> You do a good impression of a cow being murdered. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I, I think that everyone is super insane and crazy about the foie gras right now, but I don't really see it affecting my life so much. It's everyone that considers himself a foodie who's on Yelp and going to, like, you know, I don't know, certain restaurants in L.A. Mm-hmm. and just getting the same thing that all the other people on Yelp told them to get, like... Come on. Or just getting a, a high dollar item because it's expensive and yeah. you feel like it's going to be better. Like when Gross you spine America. <laughs> but yeah, it's because uh, somebody asked earlier on Twitter, like, are you guys excited about foie gras? And I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's, it's just like if. Well, we, you know, we were lucky enough to have it plenty between when the band was and. Do you remember eating it though? Yeah, I distinctly remember that. I, like, I feel like in the you know two years or whatever that there was a band, because you know we had friends in New York or like. We I think were it was longer. No, I mean, do you remember eating foie gras before? in California before it was banned? No, I always ate it on like business trips because it was always on someone else's dime. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, because I, I was, no, I, was, I definitely have had foie in California. I was trying to think band. back, and I really never ate it that much, just because. Like I probably ate it more during the band because we had Me access too. to it, and we we're like, "Oh, sick!" Yeah, it's like drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I the only time I really ever had it was at um at Katsuya. Oddly enough, <laughs> the which is a what are you Nelly? Which is a well, it was the for listeners at home. Katsuya is a is a popular. Uh, Japanese restaurant in Los su- Angeles. Sushi restaurant in Los Angeles that was franchised by people and now it's... SBE. SBE, which is like a big hotel, club, restaurant group. And now it's horrible. But the, the very first location in Studio City, which is a little tiny hole-in-the-wall place that you would have to... Studio City or Katsuya? <clears throat> Zing. <laughs> Both. And... Well, I remember when I was first starting to like DJ and throw parties and I had disposable income and I was young, I would go there <laughs> and you know and just blow it it wasn't like insanely expensive but you know it was a you would go penny? Yeah, you would go with you and your friend or a a date and you know you would spend you know 150 or something like that which is not cheap but um they would have foie gras there, and I would I would eat it whenever it was on somebody else's dime, mm-hmm. as well. Whenever my uh, oh, you know what? I I think I ate a lot of foie gras actually at the the bazaar, the Jose Andreas restaurant, yeah. because it had the cotton candy foie gras, which I am all about still. And they're gonna have that back, so that's gonna be awesome. And yes, great segue, Chang. 
tomorrow at Bazaar, which is technically today when this podcast goes up, Bazaar is going to be giving away cotton candy foie gras for free from 5 to 7 p.m. Happy hour. I mean, we're not going to do that because the line's going to be out the door. The line might be out the door. You never know. But then I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about going and I was like, that sounds fun and exciting. And then my girlfriend is currently in Vegas right now and she's eating dinner with her manager at Bazaar. And texted me a photo. No, it's Haleo, isn't it? In Las Vegas? No, it's but they have a bazaar there. And a Haleo. I don't know. They do. I mean, I believe you. Thank you. But she for was your trust and friendship. There's a. You mean the world to me, Jason? She sent me a photo of her eating foie gras, cotton candy, and I got. What did you text her back? Like the emoji face that's frustrated you and sent her a photo of your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was sad. I was like, "You're eating foie gras, and I'm about to record a podcast." But you see what I mean? About foie gras. Is uh, like you know, we say we didn't really miss it, or you know, who cares? We're buying into it though because we've talked about it. We for really a are. Do you think half hour now? Maybe this is like a. Maybe we're talking ourselves into it. Maybe that, or maybe this whole thing is a complex marketing scheme by big big foie big goose liver <laughs> by by big goose liver to uh to drum up some excitement for foie gras maybe they pulled the plug on it for a while and now it's back yeah it's like gay marriage <laughs> <laughs> so yeah listeners if you are in la and you want to try foie gras and you've never had it before go to bazaar at the sls hotel text me a photo Text us a photo, five to seven. Jason, what's your phone number? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the phone number. I should have just said uh, Harris's phone number out loud. Oh, he, he, he Harris. Harris is my intern who looks like Barack Obama. Yes, of course. But white. Um, oh, I had dinner with Harris and his mother yesterday at the Chateau Marmont. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've never actually eaten there before. Food wasn't bad at all. For our listeners at home, Chateau Marmont is a very famous hotel here in Hollywood on the Sunset Strip that's famous for celebrities, rock stars, and it's kind of and like... Sofia Coppola is somewhere. Sofia Coppola is somewhere. And didn't some famous person like jump off a balcony or... No, Keith Moon died there or something like that? Or something? Maybe. I always heard like, you know, like Led Zeppelin used to get super drunk and ride motorcycles around. I yeah. feel like these are all not things that happened and people just... You never know, man. ...drummed up folklore. But it is, it's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. What did, what did you eat there? I had I had just a chicken. I feel like any restaurant that I've never eaten at before... Uh, you, really? The roast, the roast chicken is uh, your gauge. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was I, everything was around that price or the foie, which is like fifty dollars. Was it a very French preparation, or was it pretty regular? Not really. The like mash was super French. It was just like just drinking water, basically. It was, <laughs> just it was like Liquid City. Yeah. It was just butter, cream, and a little bit butter, of potato, and you know, like the whole ricer, and then sieved. Like it was. It, it was like liquid. Were you eating outdoors? I was eating outdoors. Were you sad to- that you couldn't have a cigarette while you were eating f- French food? No. Be- because your friend's mom was there? No. It's Harris's mom. Um, but Annie Clark, who's St. Vincent, was sitting next to us. Oh, really? I almost pooped my pants. <laughs> did, did you see Lil John making fun of the Coachella lineup today? No. He, it's just you follow him. Little John on Twitter? No, it was it was a it was a viral. What? He made a viral video <laughs> where okay he goes down the lineup of all Thanks, the guys. Coachella bands. Uh huh. And he like makes a joke about you know makes a funny Little John ism about it, and he's like Saint Vincent, they showing the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny to me because I funny. feel like Lil John is actually really educated. Yeah, yeah. And the like, I feel like it's even a wider thing to know the movie Saint Vincent than it is to know Annie Clark's band. Hundred percent. Well done, Little John. Well done, Little John. I, I have I have hung out with Little John a little bit, and he is a very what intelligent what. <laughs> He's a very intelligent, well-spoken man. Surprisingly. Yeah, he's super eloquent. Super I, chill guy. I've heard this. Like, what was that thingy? There's that quote. Um, to the window. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you handed me that on a platter. Speaking of EDM, 
there's a new uh, there's a new restaurant that's opening soon in LA that I just read about. That's called EP and LP, based off of like records. Oh, <laughs> uh, the the chef is actually a guy that I've hung out with a few times. He's this Australian guy who's like a some hotshot. Uh, like Thai and is it not? It's Lou. Is the, this yeah yeah the guy who we hung out oh, with. Just kidding. That's a cool name. Sorry, Lou. Love you. The guy. The guy. Who, Why did you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, he he's a cool guy. He's and, a great guy. And he, I just found out that he's the chef of this restaurant, and it's owned by um, Axwell. Who's one of who's a huge EDM DJ in Swedish house mafia? What is that? It's like a giant, like Tiesto level DJ group, like super big. Are they a gang? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, it's I like if I don't like gangsters. <laughs> um, they and they're the investors for it, so it's like the first restaurant that is like a full DJ owned and operated and kind of like the <laughs> how about aoki's restaurants yeah but he he was just an investor like he just had money in the pot yeah he just put he just put money in it this is like wait who is a dj as well he well he's like invo- he's like involved in the community and he's the, a dj in the way that i'm a dj yeah except i've played so well. like one of there's <laughs> two two of the main owners are like DJ guys from Australia who I don't know. And then Axwell is an investor. And then this guy who's like a friend of a bunch of DJs and stuff like that, he's the chef. So, And then it's named after records. And then they have a lounge area that's called Frankie's, which is named after Frankie Knuckles, who's like a legendary New York house rest, DJ. Rest in peace, Frank. Rest in peace. So I'm very curious to see what happens with this stuff. Because it's all... It's going to be like fancy Hollywood loungy vibes, but then this guy who's kind of like a hotshot, you know, Thai chef. Like when I've had dinner with him twice and it's both at Night Market Song and he's just like the, you know, he, and he just knows the whole menu and knows all the stuff. And he's like a very, he wants to eat like the most real ass, like regional Thai food that you might not know about and then he's like going to be doing that kind of thing to fancy schmancy rich people in hollywood are we gonna be able to eat there for free um we may be able to eat there for free yeah all right i'm all about it yeah i really want to figure out a way where i can parlay this podcast into some type of media outlet thing so we can get invited to restaurant openings and world star stuff like that check us out world star Because that's, you know, that's really all we want is just free food. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm doing this. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of Los Angeles. Um, What's that for listeners at home? <laughs> Los Angeles is a city that we live in. Um, Jonathan Gold, who is the, uh, the famous restaurant critic. He's a sort of LA's premier food critic. Yes. And also, you know, nationally known as a... As, As Alfred Hitchcock's profile, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nowadays there aren't really very many famous food critics, and he's he's definitely up there in the top three. I'd say so. Um, and he actually has a documentary movie that was made about him that's premiering at Sundance this year. Is it called Chef? <laughs> no, it's I forgot what it's called. Wait, that's not about Jonathan Gold. What the Chef? The movie that yeah. came out last year? Yeah. No. With John Goodman. <laughs> are you being serious i haven't seen chef but i know it's not a chef it. does not have john goodman in it and it is also not a documentary a documentary a documentary it's uh it's a heartwarming tale starring john favreau favreau that's what i meant yes but if there was a movie about jonathan gold that was starring jonathan goodman <laughs> jonathan goodman jonathan goodman it's like Stephen aoki <laughs> If if John Goodman played John Gold in a movie, he would probably kill that. Probably because yeah. they already look very similar. Yeah, they're fat and white. If John they're Goodman, <laughs> John, if you're listening, <laughs> I mean, all all Jonathan John Goodman has to do is get like a 
old for he has to get a little. I don't know. He's getting pretty old. I feel like he has to gain more weight too. No, maybe. I think. Yeah, I think Goldman Goodman yeah, has. Cool. Dude, yeah. their names are so similar that I'm just really. It's not. You're just dyslexic. <laughs> John. John Gold Goodman, Jonathan Gold. Good and Gold are very similar names, and their first names are both John. So it's pretty close. Listen, Jason. <laughs> it's like Chris Chang and Chris Chung. It's pretty close. No, there's only one letter that's different. <laughs> um, yeah, he just needs to wear like a Victorian wig, and that's his Halloween costume every year, and some suspendies. You and Pogasol. Yeah, but actually in the Chef movie, there is a a character in it Who's like the uh, who's the evil food critic, mm. and I feel like he's kind of modeled after Jonathan Gold a little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. But that's beside the point. Anyways, but there's a movie about Jonathan Gold, documentary about his whole journey, which is actually very awesome and interesting. I haven't seen the movie, but I've how do you know then? I've read his story uh, in a in a in a book. I forgot what book it was, but it was like just because <laughs> he didn't write. Listen, a book. Jason's lying. <laughs> I swear to God, but there, he would tell his story of about about how he got into f- food so much, and he was he would take a bus like a like he was born and raised in L.A. and he would like bus across town every day for school or work or some type of thing, and he would just like every any time he saw a restaurant he'd never been into, he would just go in and check it out, and then over like the course of 20 years he had just kind of gone to every restaurant <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and he and he now he's you know he's a full master on it but he he released his top 10 dishes of 2014 Ooh, let's hear him in in los angeles um i don't think they're not in any particular order but the first one is uh at petite trois they're they're snails Okay. Which I have had before, uh-huh. which are basically, you know, a half a dozen snails and like twelve gallons of butter. twelve gallons of butter, some parsley and some breadcrumbs and stuff like that, and they're they're pretty delicious, but they they really do just taste. They wouldn't like, make your top ten. They just taste like butter, and also I'm not a really a, a big snail aficionado. Um, I I don't understand the complexities of it, so I can't really tell the difference between a really amazing one and a and a good one. Are these like top ten new dishes of 2014? I don't think necessarily. Because Petit Trois opened last year, right? I don't know if it's new or not. Okay, next. But it might be. Um, but they are really good. Um, you know, so give it a try. But at, at Petit Trois, definitely get the omelet. That's their, that's their fucking home run. Um, next one is Alimento. Never eaten there. Which is this new little Italian spot in Silver Lake, which I really want to go to, but it's their chicken liver crustone, which is I guess like a crostini, but they have I've I've had this before at a food festival thingy, and it's so good. Best chicken liver pate I've had probably. What's in it? I don't really know what's in it. I mean it's it's just like a regular um Chicken liver, <laughs> like a regular chicken liver pate, but it's like super kind of a bright colored pink, and it's really, really smooth and creamy, and it's on like a really nice, and it's served as like some really nice pieces of bread, and then there's uh, like some mustard seeds, and then plum plum preserves, or like a plum jam kind of thing. A mostarda, if you will? A mostarda, if you will, yes. And I'm a huge... I think chicken liver pate is like maybe my favorite food. Like a nice, really? uh, if you get it right, like a really good piece of toasted bread with a little, little bit of olive oil on there has a good crunch but still soft. Chicken liver pate, and then on top something that's like really acidic to balance it all out, like a little mustard or a pickled red onion or some type of sour. Fruit preserve kind of thing. Napalm. <laughs> and that I could I could really just eat that all day, especially if I'm drunk. Um, but we need to go and try that place soon. Okay. Let's go there. Thanks, Jason. Shut up. <laughs> Do you even want? I'm to on hear- a podcast. Why would you tell me to shut up? Do you even want to hear this list? Yes. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Um, the next one is the most interesting Yawn. one. <laughs> just kidding. Go, 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 God. go. Is uh, a food truck 
or I mean a taco truck called the Santa Rita Jalisco truck. Have you heard of this? Yeah, isn't that a song by Sublime? <laughs> <laughs> Santa, Santa Rita. Two words. Like Santa Claus and then Rita like Margarita. Like, or Rita, like, like Rita Hayworth? Like Rita Hayworth. That's right. It's somewhere. It's on First Street in East Los Angeles. But they have chicken neck tacos. Ooh. Where basically they take the neck of the chicken and they... Push. Put it in a taco. <laughs> you take, you take all because like when you have a chicken neck, there's like a bunch of fat and skin that's kind of hanging loose on it. Like right. it's a very loose skin. Like, and I like to like render that off if you're making like a chicken rice or some type of Asian situation. But they take all of that skin and fat and neck flat meat, and then put stuff it back inside of the neck cavity, and then fry the whole thing. And then you basically get like a little tray and the whole neck fried is just sitting there and then they give you like some tortillas. And then you just rip off the chunks of like neck fat and meat and super crunchy skin. And then you... uh, Chicken Ritos. And then you make little tacos out of it. (laughs) Which sounds so good. I I feel like I want to go there ASAP. Unless Jonathan Goodman messed it all up for us. Jason... (laughs) Uh, the next one, mackerel sushi at Q Sushi. Never been. Are you a mackerel sushi fan? Um, if I'm in the mood, I'm not a big oily sushi fan. I'm not really either, which I feel like I need to work on in 2015. It's fine. You like what you like. You don't need I know, to work but like, on it. There's, there's certain, like, so many people consider, like, a Spanish mackerel to be, like, one of the great, like, when it's done really well, like, that's one of the great sushi items you know what i mean is spanish mackerel just mackerel that says hello i am a mackerel that is correct thank you <laughs> um but yeah like i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll give it a shot but I, and also i know oily fish you know i'd rather like sear it off and then have it yeah like trout. i feel like you get more nutritional benefits for eating it raw because like, you know oily fish is better for you for your heart for your heart but you have this is out a new New sushi place called Q, and I think it's it's only omakase there. For listeners at home, what is omakase? That's where you uh, you give somebody your credit card, they charge a hundred and something dollars on it, and then the sushi chef just the sushi chef does uh, serves the food to you in the exact order and speed and. Uh, quantity that he thinks is the best way to eat all of this and have you ever had a omakase before? yes it's pretty awesome when they do it right yes when you <laughs> it's omakase if you will <laughs> i've uh, w- when you have it done the right way you can eat like a f- you can eat for like three hours straight at the perfect pace and you never really get super full instead of when you go to a sushi restaurant and they just bring out like you, everything that you order is just on a plate, and then like halfway through it, you're just like, eh, I don't even want to eat this fucking sushi anymore. You get kind of sick of it. But if you're just eating, yeah, life is hard. <laughs> if you're just eating two pieces at a time or one piece at a time, you really get to take the time to appreciate it and the flavor and everything like that. Digest it. It's so good. But uh, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot if I get it, if I'm feeling spendy. Um. The next one is Lamb Barbacoa At. from Ak. What is this place called? Aki S. Texcoco. All right, butchered. Uh, no, I mean Aki S. Texcoco, which I guess means here is Texcoco. <laughs> um, Texcoco sounds like the like kind of weird uh, standoffish like like sidekick guy in a western. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind old Tex Coco. He does that. He eats lotion. <laughs> like, like that seems like a very Tex Coco thing he to do. He eats lotion. Yeah, he just like squirts lotion into a bowl and eats it with Tex Coco. He's a little simple. Yeah, let him do what he does. Tell me about the rabbits, George. <laughs> See, this is why you're. This is why we have you on the pod. Um, but the lamb. I've never had this before, and I've never heard of this place before. But basically, where is it? 
in it's Los in Angeles. it's in the city of Commerce, like in a bizarre no, industrial area. It's <laughs> too far. But apparently, it's a place where you you order this lamb barbacoa by by the kilo. Sick, like drugs. Like drugs or or barbecue. You know, some you know some places you do it by weight. But um, so they they take the lamb, they pit roast it with agave leaves, mm-hmm. which I've never heard of. And I don't really know what that does. I've never even seen an agave leaf. Wait, I thought agave was a succulent this whole time. I, I mean, I guess you could technically call them leaves, right? No, I don't know. What would it be then? I don't know. Like a paddle? <laughs> paddle? Like a, a paddle of cactus, like a nopales. Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, how sassy that came <clears throat> Nopales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is and it's, it's very interesting. I really want to try it. And then... So it's like this lamb, a uh, bunch of tortillas, guacamole, beans, and then little styrofoam cups filled with consomme made from the lamb drippings. Sick. I'm going to buy that. Which seems like a pretty, you know, interesting and high-level meal for for a place that's like apparently very... Uh, In commerce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a very a very uh, no frills kind of spot. They do have a website like it's, though. It's not a. It's not. I think it's a consomme because Jonathan Gold called it that. But it's it's drippings that have been like rendered down. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, a consomme is a consomme. Okay. But it's but it's interesting to say consomme in a place. Consomme that's served in a styrofoam cup is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. The next one is from a new place called Smoke Oil Salt, which oh I haven't been yet. Like a, it was a Spanish place. And they're uh, a smoke oil, a salt. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about restaurants where the names have a, a word, like a period, a word, yeah. a period, a word, a period. Um, but it's their paella, which uh, which has rabbit, fava beans, artichokes, lima beans. And it sounds like it's too much going on for me. I don't. I mean, that's what all paellas are about. There's, there's I like. So I feel like paella in its purest form is like seafood, peppers, onions, rice, like olives. Yeah, but seafood could be like five different things. Yeah, but they all, they're all like, I don't know. This is just beans and rabbit. Rabbit is very common for paella. Okay. <laughs> even though I've never had rabbit paella. <laughs> even though I've never had paella. <laughs> I've had paella. I've never had rabbit paella, but I know that it's rabbit paella is a common thing. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to try this. I don't know. Uh, I never really find myself wanting yeah, paella. Yeah, not like a big that and like, like paella is gamey great. meats is like not my thing really. I can appreciate gaminess, but I'm not like ever seeking it out. I feel like rabbit is not that gamey. Um, I think rabbit's kind of gamey. <laughs> uh, the next one. Did we do that last time too? <laughs> yeah, I think we have. That's not the first time we've made a rabbit. Where's that from? Oh, uh, that's from um, the Two Days in Paris, a Julie Delpy movie. Or no, yeah, it's Two Days in Paris. It's Julie Delpy. It won an Academy Award. I, no, I'm. Oh. <laughs> and she goes back with her American like boyfriend to visit her family, who's like outside of Paris, like in the south of France. Wait. Oui. And. Her dad prepares dinner and he's trying to explain like the the American boyfriend's like what is this and he's like trying to explain it so he does little finger ears and then he goes and then the American boyfriend's like oh I'm eating a rabbit <laughs> good story okay next the next one is from Night Market song and it's their pig blood soup oh okay have you had this no I have no desire. I've had it before. It's pretty gnarly. I mean, it's it's pig blood and MSG that they mix together. And it sound like anything I would want to try. With pork rinds and then a bunch of herbs, and you kind of scoop it up with some rice. And it's, I mean... Is it the raw pig's blood thing? Um, I don't know. Is that the beef blood soup thing? I don't know if it's raw or not. I think it is raw. Yeah, but it's like you can't eat any of the coagulated bits or you die. That's right. Um, I've had it before. It it is a. I'm glad I had it, but I feel like my um, my Caucasian palate was not ready for it. That's how I feel about shingles too. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never had shingles, ladies. I mean, it's it tastes 
really good. It's like a special flavor I have never had, which which much like a lot of Thai food and like Indonesian and Burmese and all these kind of Southeast Asian lands, all the flavors are like very unique. Just so unique. You're just eating it and you're like I've never had any of this before. It's so bizarre. But uh I would say before you try that have a get a couple beers in you or something to to calm the nerves unless you're asian then you can just go for it <laughs> but uh i'm asian and also and also night market they just started serving lunch so you should check it out and support our friend chris it's called day market now yeah day market song um the next one is a restaurant called a woo delicious foods a w u a w delicious food um it's a american outlet of a luxury restaurant chain based in china and it's pork jello that's molded into the shape of a koi fish <laughs> so they take they take they take pig skin and jelly it and then they put it into a koi fish mold and then put it on a plate and you and you eat it with like a like a like a little spicy dipping sauce <laughs> it's ridiculous doesn't it sound disgusting no because like korean but like, you're supposed korean but, cold cuts there's like gelatinous pork stuff that you dip into spicy stuff like what like you know when you get like a sundae which is like korean blood sausage yeah. and it comes with like hoof and like all that weird stuff <laughs> there's like tons of gelatinous pork stuff and then you just dip it in a spicy like i wouldn't be surprised if i've had that just not in the shape of yeah. a fish interesting but is it served cold though of course it's served cold okay do you know how jello works it melts <laughs> but i mean not i mean you could have it cold or you could have it room temperature i meant oh yeah all right the next one how many are there there's ten total. How many are left? We've got two more. Okay. <laughs> are, are you, do you don't do you not like this? No. Let's finish it. We're we're almost done. But side note, this is this was my biggest gripe with the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because it counted down all the ex girlfriends. Everyone else I know love this movie. And about three in, I was like, I get it. Hurry up and kill the rest. Uh, all right. Next. <laughs> uh, the next is Roy Choi. <laughs> uh, at uh, at to- or what you call it? Pot, Pot, which I've haven't eaten at. Definitely mixed reviews. I've heard from people. I've eaten there. Everyone else I know loves it. I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I haven't really heard much great about it. To I've be heard so much great about it. There's nothing great there. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, but the the dish that that he listed would is beep beep okay which is uh like his version of kind of like a dynamite at a sushi restaurant okay. which is the the bowl of rice that's covered with uni and uh and like mayonnaise and some chili and spices and stuff like that and then they kind of like broil it broil all it? together so salamander it's, yeah so it's kind of like this I, and I have I've had this dish in le- in the form of leftovers eaten cold from my girlfriend that gave it to me and it was pretty good. I'm I'm sure I would like eating it hot out, hot out the kitchen. Um, it sounds great, but also like you know I don't think he's doing that much to it. You no. know, it's it's rice, mayonnaise, and uni. Of course, it's going to be good. Uh, it's I don't know if I don't know. Next. Who knows? But I will like to. Tr- I will. I would like to try it. I'm never going to go to Pop though. Good. It's not that good. I'd rather go to a a Korean restaurant that I take you to called Chunju Haneguan. I'd rather go yeah. to Chunju Haneguan. Chunju Haneguan, Six and Catalina. Listeners at home. Chunju Haneguan. That's the place where we got the the black cod soup. Yes, the baked black. <laughs> what is that? What is that called? That dish called? Indegujorim. That shit is so good. It's my, I think it's like my favorite Korean dish of all time. It's Man. just it's like stewed black cod with like daikon, onions, mm. pepper. And they have really good um, pancakes there too. 
Yeah, they're crispy. Crispy ass scallion pancake. And up until like last year, the menu was in Korean, and then Yelpers found out about it, and that's then us. It's what? fine. No, I don't really care that people go there. I think that's great for them because mm-hmm. they'll stay in business. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it is good. <clears throat> and then finally is the mushroom chorizo taco from Taco Maria in Orange County. I've never been there. I've I've been to the outside of it, and it looks like a very nice. <laughs> it looks like it maybe would taste good. No, it's inside of this like little kind of contemporary outdoor indoor mall thing where there's like other stores and restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that. Called the Lab. No, it's it's different. I forgot what it's called. Um, some other name. It's like it's kind of modeled after the Culver City. HD Buttercup area. Like, they have a HD Buttercup there. They have a Surface there. They have um, a lot of, like, furniture stores. And then also this little dumb mall for Orange County people. Got it. But it's, like, a very forward-thinking Mexican restaurant. Super kind of modern and contemporary. But they have this dish where they make chorizo, a vegetarian chorizo, out of mushrooms. uh, Spiced shiitake mushrooms instead of meat. With uh, with crunchy new potatoes and a soft poached egg, and with a drizzle of tomatillo sauce. That sounds delicious, but it also doesn't sound like a taco anymore. It sounds delicious, and it doesn't sound like a taco. It sounds like I need a fork. You might need. I mean, I've had. Yeah, I feel like you could probably. They figured it out. You can slurp it all together and with, into some kind of situation. Sure, I could do that with a hamburger too. I'm not gonna call it a taco. <laughs> That's true, but. Uh, Orange County support my Orange County bros at Taco Maria, even though I've never met any of them. Um, I plan on going. Blind allegiance based on based on locale. Hey man, you gotta you gotta show love to the hometown. So Hitler opened up a popsicle stand by where you grew up. <laughs> Would you be all about this popsicle stand? A popsicle stand? I don't know what Hitler does. Well, he's dead, but I don't. You know, I, I know a few things. Like I've heard that he did were you know pretty horrendous. Uh, that is true. But, you know, maybe he likes popsicles. Well, that rounds out our list. Of, of <laughs> Jonathan Gold's list. Of Jonathan Goodman's top dishes. Um, what were some of your favorite dishes I think dishes the, the one year? thing that I really want to try there is that chicken neck taco thing. That sounds interesting to me. And it's also the one thing on the list where I won't have to spend a shitload of money to eat. So let's make a trip of that soon. Um, what were some of your favorite food things you had this year or last year? Ooh. Oh, Chang with the bombs. Damn, you dropped a bomb on me. I dropped a bomb on That's you. tough, you know, because I, I, I feel like I didn't even really eat out that much this year. I think I think that the, the Petit Trois omelet is definitely high on the list. Um, the Key Spaka um, charcuterie with the um the little bread thing that they do i forgot what it was called it's like a a really thin it's like a pizza crust type of thing i forgot what they called it but it's super super amazing um and the the charcuterie has a fried pork trotter cake kind of thing and that flavor was one of the craziest things i've tasted maybe ever <laughs> the, the the head shake you just did was yeah. very like stephen hawking <laughs> <laughs> all right no 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 <laughs> um uh i serve yeah the uh eat the pig trotter oh god <laughs> for listeners at home i am in no way shape um, or form associated with this guy the trotter was delish <laughs> so get that and i also um Let's see here. For listeners at home, what's a trotter? Trotter is the pig's foot. Follow-up question, do I have trotters? (laughs) (laughs) You do have trotters. Yeah, basically, much like many of the the undesirable cuts of the animals, the, uh, the feet, the ears, the ox tails, all that stuff, has now become a gourmet ingredient, and now it's too expensive. I hate that. Isn't I think that we so talked wet? about this previously, but spam is like five dollars a can. Spam is expensive as hell. Um, yeah, like 
Oh, I remember everyone was saying like people used to eat oxtail because it was the only thing we could afford, and that and that shit is <clears throat> more ex- more expensive than a piece, a nice piece of skirt steak nowadays. Yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy. It's okay. More skirt steak for you and me, boy. Yeah, but you know, oxtail's delicious. Um, so are skirts. Thanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, some other dishes I enjoyed the uh, Bel Campo butcher shop in Grand Central Market. They have a pork cabeza sandwich that is really, really, really delicious. Mm-hmm. And. Come to think of it, I don't know if I've had anything last year that I was really all about. Nothing at all, but but also also that the black cod soup that we were talking about is yeah, super freaking good. I've been eating that my whole life. Okay, but that, that that's new new to me. Add it to the list. You got any at all, pal? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't know. The older I get, my eating habits are usually whole food salad bar. Me too. Or Chipotle. <laughs> I don't actually don't eat that much Chipotle, but I always want Chipotle in the back of my mind. Do you really? Yeah, I always want Chipotle. Why do you always want Chipotle? I'm, I'm is fat. It, is it because you're addicted to sodium? No, it's because I'm fat. No, but there's a lot of people who are always wanting Chipotle who are not fat. Well, it's delicious. I don't know. Like I think if I don't know what I want to eat, a burrito is always a good go-to. But even though when you live in L.A. where there's Mexican food all over the place, you'd still prefer going to Chipotle? Yes. Why? I don't, you know, I what don't is it about like, Chipotle that you enjoy? Uh, it feels cleaner in there than outside of a taco truck. Uh, I, I don't get sour cream or cheese or anything really horrible for you. A lot of times I'll like get it without... Rice. Really? Yeah. You go, you go cheeseless burrito. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really ever have cheese in a burrito, though. What about you? I, I mean, I feel like <laughs> cheese and the burrito, you got to do it. No, you don't. Um, the the last dish that I really liked is actually from Night Market, the uh, the curry with the roti. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll go I'll go with you on that. What is, What is that? Is that beef curry? It's, or? it's beef. It's like beef penang. And beef it's penang. super, like, uh, the way it, you have to have it with the roti, though. Yeah. Like, otherwise, it's. It's, it's a beef it's good, panang you know? curry, which it, which is good. It's like kind of a light brown, creamy sauce. Um, it's like a, a Southeast Asian stroganoff almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and the roti is super for like I don't know what kind of flour they're using. It's probably rice flour, but you know the texture of it's very. It's like really lightly flakily. Cr- it's so good, crispy on the outside, and then it's really like. Almost gummy on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, the, outside the sauce is r- itself is really buttery, and it, it just pairs really well. Oof. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, so good. I don't know. I think that's it. I don't know. I, uh, from Pine and Grain in Los Angeles, I really like the Woodier mushroom salad, but it's like, it's it's basically Woodier mushrooms, cilantro, the, the, you've, scallion. You've, you've turned so many corners this year i remember when we first started no, everything else at pine and crane is not it's okay so okay <laughs> I'm still so, on that so the wood ear mushroom salad is all i would get at pine and crane so what is it wood ear mushrooms it's wood ear mushrooms which what, can what are wood ear mushrooms like what do they look like like well they look like um the only thing i can sort of attribute to look, looking like them is you know the a like the japanese chocolate mushroom snacks yeah they look like those. That, oh, okay. I think those are modeled after wood ears, probably. Is the is the is the wood ear flavor just kind of like a regular mushroom flavor? Yeah, that's but delicious? you know they soak it in like either lemon or rice vinegar, like something really acidic. Okay. And the texture is very almost like jellyfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. What else is it served with? Uh, it's it's a cold salad. It's you know it's a very like very you know quintessentially Asian dish in that it's like. Garlic, ginger, soy, scallion, cilantro, sesame seed, and like mm-hmm. like chili peppers. Okay, and it's just really clean, and it's it's great. I love it. I could eat a whole bowl of that. You're making me hungry for mushies. Maybe we'll go to there and eat that. I had some amazing mushrooms last night. As a closing note, you do drugs? Just uh, <laughs> just mayataki mushrooms from the Japanese market. One more again. Mayataki, which is also hen of the woods mushroom, mm-hmm. um, just that. Our uh, a friend of a friend of mine made it last night, but she's Japanese and she just got the mushroom. It's like a really big clump. It's like a basketball sized mushroom or something like that. And you kind of break it down into manageable chunks, 
and then you just saute it in uh, in a pan with soy sauce and butter, and that's it. And the texture and the flavor and everything on it was like crazy good. That's awesome. Crazy, crazy good. So if you ever it see really meaty, super meaty. Yeah, it looks like fucking chicken wings or something. Yeah. Uh, if you're ever at a farmer's market or an Asian market and you see maitake mushroom or... Do you spell a- that for the listeners at home? M-A-I-T-A-K-E. Maitake. Um, or hen of the woods mushrooms. Grab them up. Um, they're- Do you finish with a little lemon? Yes. Similar to like enoki mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A little lemon squeeze on the end. Uh, probably my f- fave mushroom behind the chanterelle. I think, yeah, enokis are up there for me. No, I mean, I mean, Nookies oh, are good. My talk. It goes Chantrell, then my talk. Okay. And that's the that's the bottom line, Chang. I don't care what anyone says. And then and then uh, the PCP wore off, and then Jason was looking for his basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Jason um, ate a basketball last night and made up a mushroom. Long story short, I ate a basketball and I have a killer hangover. <laughs> PCP will do that to you. <laughs> um. All right, Chang. Another great podcast episode. <laughs> except like, for yeah. except for I was the only one who wanted to do this podcast. No, it seemed like I reached for a Pringle and a Pringle was gone. You were just trying to get through it. You're just having a tough one. You know, listeners at home, life is hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all human. Um, our listeners go through the ebbs and flows of their lives and just as much as we do. And sometimes our podcast co-host suffers from de- severe oh, anger and depression. Right. Passive aggression. And he just wants to... <laughs> I'm going to poop on your chest tonight, Jason. Uh, the Stew Podcast. <laughs> We're on iTunes. Wait, are we still recording? <laughs> Unfortunately, we are still recording. Um, if you are a fan of the show and you like this episode, pass it on to a friend. Recommend it. All the other food podcasts out there suck balls, so yeah. listen to this one instead. Yeah. Um, give us a nice rating and review on iTunes. Five stars. Give a subscribe, and uh, we'll see you guys next week, and we'll have a great guest. Both of us will be happy again. No. And we're going to have no more lists. We're going to get into rich uh, uh, rich topics. Like what? Butter. We're going to have more sous vide updates. Oh, shoot, I forgot you got one of those. I've been sous-vide like a motherfucker. Um, oh, fun fact. Did you guys know that, that heavy cream is 36% milk fat? <laughs> I found that out today. So there you go. I did not know that. You're welcome. I'm going to stop eating my bowl of cream for <laughs> breakfast every morning now. <laughs> uh, okay, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at themjeans. Where can people find you, Chris? At Nelly Furtado. At Nelly Furtado. You're recently verified, aren't you? Am I? Of course you are. I don't know. Do you actually follow me on Twitter? <laughs> I was talking about Nelly Furtado. Yeah, that's me. I'm Nelly Furtado. Why wouldn't Nelly Furtado be verified? I don't know, because she's like a bird. She's famous. She wants to fly away. Shout out to you, Nelly. Um, Bye. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year, listeners at home. We love you. Uh, tweet us your resolutions and your your. Your photographs. Tweet us your photographs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye, I love you.